2: When R.G. Flexen stood behind the sacred desk, people listened because they knew he had been with God. Such was the case when he preached this message at a God's Bible school and college chapel service back in 1976. He titles it, Speaking to Yourselves in Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual Songs. I know you're going to enjoy what you are about to hear. have your Bibles with you, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter, beginning to read at verse 14, Ephesians, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 14, Wherefore he saith, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, buying up the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled, or keep filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now in this fifth chapter of Ephesians, we have three different kinds of churches mentioned. First place, we have mentioned the sanctified church. You'll turn to verse 26. It says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with a washing of water by the word. Well, what kind of a church is this sanctified church? You'll find it described in verse 27. It says, first, it's a glorious church. Second, that it's a church without spot or wrinkle. And third, it's a church... Without blemish. Now, on the side of man, that's an impossibility. For if you and I attempt to meet this kind of a condition in the eyes of men, we will find that we are trying an utter impossibility. For you cannot please anybody in everything nor can you please everybody in even one thing. Thank God we can please God in everything. If we're willing to mind him, we can please him in everything. Then we have in the next place a satisfied church. you find this in verses 25 through 32. And first... It tells us in verse 35 that his church is satisfied with a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Second, it's satisfied with his provisions. You'll find that in verse 29. And third, you'll find that it's satisfied with a prospect. You'll find that in verse 27, where he's going to present us to himself. This glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But this morning I'm noticing the spirit-filled church especially. The spirit-filled church. You notice some things about the spirit-filled church, if you will. In the first place, if you turn to verse 14, we find that it's a living church. He said, Awake, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead. This spirit-filled church is alive. It's a living church. In the second place, I noticed that it's a church that's awake. It's not asleep. You find that also in verse 14. Awake, thou that sleepest. Too many churches are sleeping today. They're in a stupor and they're not accomplishing much for God. But the spiritual church or spirit-filled church is a church that's awake. Then we find that it's a well-informed church. You find that also in verse 14: And Christ shall give thee light. If you do not walk in every ray of light God gives you, you're soon going to find you walking in darkness. This spirit-filled church is a church that walks in the light. And then in the next place is a church that's on the move. Verse 14, see that ye walk. Walking means moving, so it's a church that's on the move. And how are we to walk? Well, the same verse says we're to walk circumspectly. Now that word circumspect comes from a Latin word, which means keeping a watch on every side of you. That is, keep your eyes open and keep watching on every side of you. And uh, be wary and be cautious and be discerning of the enemy coming at you before he can get to you. If you're watching, you'll find that the enemy is coming and you can discern that he is coming and prepare for his arrival and then in its original form it means to act correctly. To act accurately, to act consistently, and to act perfectly. So, if we walk circumspectly and we'll walk according to what the word really means in its original form and what we take it to mean today, we'll find that we have or can have victory all along the line. And then it also means to walk. By the rule book. Walk by the rule book. And this is our rule book. If you want to know how to get along and how to walk, find it out in here. It'll tell you how to walk in every part of your life. Do not only profess holiness, let's live holiness. One thing to profess it is another thing to walk in the light of it and really live it. Then we notice that this church is a busy church. Verse 16, it says, Buying up the time because the days are evil. Remember, young folks, that time is the greatest commodity you and I will ever have in life. The moment wasted is a moment that will never return to your life again. It's gone and gone forever. If it's been wasted, you cannot bring it back. So buy up the time before you waste it. I repeat, in the interest of emphasis, the greatest commodity you and I can ever have. Not our homes, not our furniture, not our clothing, not our cars, but our time. We ought to buy up every moment of our time. And then we find it's a church that, understands the will of God verse 17 be not drunk with a wine wherein is excess or be not wise but understanding what the will of the Lord is you say I don't know what the will of the Lord is you can find out if you get your own will out of the way get your own will out of the way then God can reveal His will to you. But God can't reveal His will to us till our own wills are out of the way and completely given over to Him. And then it's a steadfast church. You'll find that in verse 18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, that word be is a defective verb. It has several roots from which it springs, and it has several different meanings. But one of its meanings is to be constant, always there, always in the same place. As far as your spiritual determination in life is concerned, or. Keep filled with the Spirit. Uh, What you get when you make your consecration and are sanctified and filled with the Spirit then, but keep filled with the Spirit. I know we must have our fresh anointings from God, fresh fillings from God, but we ought to get them so that we keep filled with the Spirit. Then again, you'll find that this church as far as the world was concerned, acted like they were drunk. On the day of Pentecost, we find that the people came running together and said, these men are full of new wine. Why did they accuse them of being filled with new wine? It was because they were acting like people that were filled with wine or intoxicated on hard liquor. And the church sometimes acts to the world and the eyes of the world like it's intoxicated on hard liquor. But Peter said, we're not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is as the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. They were intoxicated on the spirit, if you allow that term, before the wine shops were ever open." then I notice in conclusion this morning that it's a happy church, a happy church. And it tells us here that this church is speaking to itself, speaking to itself, singing to itself, many other things that it's doing. When you and I are so filled with the spirit that the world looks on us and accuses us of being intoxicated or drunken on new wine, Or drunken on wine, rather, they perhaps will not want anything to do with us. They'll shun us and not want anything to do with us, but Paul tells us what to do when the world doesn't want a thing to do with you. Even your friends may not want much to do with you. Even people on this hilltop may not want much to do with you. He said, then just go and sit in your little corner and talk to yourself. I'd rather talk to myself than to talk to some people or the devil any time. For I'll get more out of it talking to myself than I will talking to some people and talking to the devil. Like some of you are doing constantly because you come around and tell me what the devil's been saying to you. Why don't you talk to yourself and talk to God and come around and tell me what God's saying to you, what the Holy Ghost is saying to you, not what the devil's saying to you all the time. But if you're not wanted, people shun you and turn you down. He said, sit in your little corner and speak to yourself. But well, what do you talk about? Well, don't talk about the other students and don't run the faculty down and run the president down and run your enemies down well what shall i do sit in your little corner and speak to yourself in psalms when no one wants me around that's quite often i can just get in my little corner and talk to myself in psalms and I start in with the first psalm, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor are in the sea of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also shall never dry up, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. When I get through with that song, I can start him with another one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Ye, though I walk in the, shadow, in the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Until my cup runneth over, then surely good and mercy shall just follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever thank God I'm glad that's something to shout about from now until we get to heaven if we can just sit in our little corner and talk to ourselves then he said speaking to yourself in hymns and what I'm sitting in my little corner once in a while the devil sticks his head in my corner and says, you see nobody loves you nobody cares for you. Nobody wants you around. What are you going to do now? I just sit back in my little corner singing to myself in hymns Jesus lover of my soul let me to thy bosom fly. Then he sticks his head in my corner and says yes but I'm on your track. I'm going to get you this time. You have no hiding place. What are you going to do now? I sit back in my little corner and start to sing rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide hide myself in thee. Then he sticks his head in my corner and says, yes, but you have no foundation for your salvation. You have no foundation to stand on. What are you going to do now? I just sit back in my little corner and sing there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood. Lose all their guilty stains. Then he sticks his head in my corner and says, yes, but your feet Feelings all gone. You don't have any feelings left. What are you going to do now? I sit back in my little corner and start to sing his oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood when all around my soul gives way. He then is all my hope and stay. Praise the Lord. Then he said you can sing to yourself in spiritual songs. And I'm glad in this day of rock and, and the jazz that there are still some spiritual songs. So when no one wants me around, I sit back in my little corner and start to sing. I found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. The lily of the valley in him alone I see. All I need to make and keep me fully whole. He All my griefs has taken and all my sorrows more. In temptation, he's my strong and mighty tower. I've all for him forsaken and all my idols torn from my heart. And now he keeps me by his power. Though all the world forsake me and and Satan tempt me sore. Through Jesus, thank God, through Jesus, I shall safely reach the goal. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and the morning star. He'll never, never leave me, nor yet forsake me here while I live by faith and do his blessed will. About that time I feel like I can climb on a mountain peak and start to sing that old song about being on the mountaintop. And I'm glad we can be there this morning and sing to ourselves and speak to ourselves in hymns and spiritual songs and in psalms. Do you know what I'm talking about this morning? Not just a profession, but a Glorious Reality in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire But suppose preacher you can't sing and suppose you can't talk with well, him What are you gonna do? He said sit in your little corner and just make melody in your heart to the Lord There comes times in my life when I don't want anybody around I just don't want to see anybody. What are you doing? I'm sitting in my little corner making melody in my heart to the Lord. Amen. Sitting there and looking up, and from my heart I'm saying, Jesus, I love thee. Jesus, I love thee. Jesus, I love thee. And he whispers back, and I love you. Praise the Lord. Do you know what it means to sit in a little corner, make melody in your heart to the Lord? You say, Brother Flexon, does this work all the time? It does when you have it. It works all the time. It'll work in churches on board meeting night, on election night. It'll work on Monday when mothers are doing the washing. It'll work in the school when you're taking examinations and tests. When you're having to write term papers, it'll work all the time. If you really have it. A friend of mine, graduate of Asbury College, now a missionary in Africa, said when he was a little fellow that he attended a church where there was one old lady that professed to be sanctified. He said, I did everything my little brain could conceive of to try her patience to see whether she really had it or not. One day as I went down the street going to school, I noticed she was putting out the wash, hanging clothes on the line like they used to do. Not now, but like they used to do so much. He said I hid back of her barn until she'd finished the wash. All the clothes were on the line, and she'd empty the tubs. And I knew the wash was finished, so I got a bucket of red mud, went through the yard, and threw a Handful of mud on every piece of clothes in the yard. And then I hid back to the barn to see if her wholeness was going to work under that. He said in a few minutes she came out on the back porch with tears running down her cheeks and looked up and said, Glory be to God. Glory be to God. She wasn't shouting because he'd thrown mud on her clothes. She was shouting because she had victory over it praising God because he'd given her victory over it and she took down the clothes rinsed them out hung them up again then he said I sneaked off like a coward went to college and went to the seminary finished up and had my first appointment the first church that they appointed me to was where that old mother was a member she sat on the front bench of the church and shouted me through while I preached my first sermon when I'd finished, I went down and shook hands with her. And when I would do my hand, there was a $5 bill in my hand. I looked at her and said, Mother, why did you do this? Come here this morning and shout me through on my first sermon. Then give me this $5 and uh, above that. What made you do it? When I was such a mean little fellow as to throw mud on your clothes that day. Oh, she said, Son, that's all right. She said, every time you threw a handful of mud, I was looking out the window and saw you do it. Every time you throw a handful of mud, I look up and say, Lord, I want you to save that little fellow and sanctify him and make him a homeless preacher. God spoke out of heaven and said, I'm going to do it. So I had to get blessed and run on the porch and have a shouting spell. Amen. Does your wholeness work like that this morning? Under all kinds of pressure. Thank God he can keep you sweet in your soul no matter what's happening around about you. If the Holy Ghost is abiding in your hearts completely. Praise the
0: Lord. Take that has been passed on I don't want to lose the
1: fire Thank you for listening to Convention Pulpit, a ministry of Inter-Church Holiness Convention featuring Wesleyan voices past and present. For more sermons or for more information, visit www.ihconvention.com. This ministry is made possible through the financial support of our listeners. You may give online at IHConvention.com or send your donation to IHC, Post Office Box 99, New Berlin, Pennsylvania, 17855-USA.